Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. over the world on the Odyssey app with Julio Sanchez pushing the buttons. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. The Chiefs, we've made it to the final week of the season. There's still a lot to play. Versus the Denver Broncos, the Chiefs are an 11.5-point favorite. The over-under is 45. We'll get to that. We'll get to our power rating. And, of course, we'll get to our Levine blocks. But first, let's take a look at these last lines of the NFL season. you got the Dallas Cowboys as a five-point favorite going on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. Look, I think that Philadelphia is probably one of the seven, maybe seven to ten least talented teams in the NFL, if you want to talk about up to down, if you want to talk about a first-year head coach, if you want to talk about Jalen Hurts as their quarterback, a defense has been a little suspect and dealing with a lot of injuries. you got to give that team a pat on the back. They're actually not that bad. Dallas giving up five points. You want to talk about a team that when they're good, they're great, the Dallas Cowboys, but for whatever reason, they can just be awful and lay an egg. Dallas giving up five on the road at Philly. I think I'm going to play Philly on the money line. Cincinnati getting six at Cleveland. Did I hear that right, sports machine? The Cincinnati Bengals, who just beat the Chiefs at Cleveland. And since he's getting six, well, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a battle of the backup quarterback in that game. So it depends on if you want to go with Brandon Allen or Kate Keenum. But I think I'll take the six points with Cincinnati. That to me should be a pick Green Bay. Some say Aaron Rodgers should not be able to win the MVP. Some are not very bright. Speaking of the NFL MVP coming up later on in the show, we'll give you the updated odds. It looks like Patrick Mahomes' chances of taking on the trophy are officially over after that loss last week to the Cincinnati Bengals. He's coming in at a nifty 50-1. to one. Back to the lines where Green Bay is giving up four points on the road at Detroit. Look, Detroit's a terrible football team, and Aaron Rodgers kind of is coasting his way home right now. It kind of feels like Green Bay still wins this game by more than four. Detroit's just the Detroit Lions, I think, along with the New York Jets, are the two worst NFL franchises in my lifetime. One of the best is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's getting five points at Baltimore. I'm not surprised that Baltimore is where they are. I don't think it's a Lamar Jackson problem. I think it's a, perhaps, heading into the season, we thought a little bit too much of Baltimore. Chiefs fans maybe were a little bit, not scared of Baltimore, but thought they could possibly 
be their equal going forward. And I think the Baltimore days are done. I think the Baltimore has a very interesting situation this offseason where should they pay Lamar Jackson and are they going to pay Lamar Jackson long-term money a la Josh Allen a la Patrick Holmes? It'll be very interesting to see coming off the season that he's had with the injuries and, of course, just the style that he plays. Baltimore, a five-point favorite at home against Pittsburgh. They got to win the game. I'll take Baltimore in a blowout. Man, that's probably it for Ben Roethlisberger as well. I feel like we got to throw that out there. Ben Roethlisberger having a storied career in Pittsburgh. It's weird because they haven't been to a Super Bowl now and I want to say 12 years. But he did go to three of those bad boys and win a couple of them. So a pat on the back to Ben Roethlisberger. But I don't think the Pittsburgh hangs around in this game. Tennessee gives up 10 on the road at Houston. Of course, Tennessee's got everything to play for. So it feels like going against the Houston team struggled all year long. Tennessee's probably going to win this game and win it going away. All that being said, though, if they lose, then it opens the door for teams like the Chiefs and the Bengals. Tennessee, the only double-digit favorite along with the Chiefs on the board this week. Tennessee, minus 10 at Houston. You got New England giving up seven on the road at Miami. Speaking of seven, Miami's seven-game winning streak came crashing down, didn't it ever? Last Sunday, they were terrible. Didn't even get in the end zone. New England is kind of playing for seeding at this point. New England giving up seven. The more interesting thing about this game is the Patriots in the postseason because it feels like last year we decided that the Belichick and Brady thing, we had to cut the bigger piece of the credit pie for Tom Brady. After all, he did go on and win the Super Bowl. What happens if Bill Belichick goes on and has a deep playoff run this year? We might have to reconsider New England playing for seeding a seven-point favorite on the road at Miami. San Francisco. What's up, road dog? A four-and-a-half-point underdog at the Los Angeles Rams. Coming up in a little bit, I'm going to tell you where I have the Rams in our last and final regular season power rank. They've been a creeping their way up because I was not a believer, and now I am. San Francisco's getting four-and-a-half. They should get 14-and-a-half. The Rams are going to run away with a victory. Coming off a very, very dicey win in their last game out, I think the Rams Take a deep breath, exhale a little bit, and put it on the San Francisco 49ers. You got Carolina getting eight at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's odds have really slid. And I'll give you the updated two odds coming up here in a little bit. At the beginning of the year, they were neck and neck with the Kansas City Chiefs. Both of them were hanging around six to one. Well, the Chiefs were still around six to one, depending on where you bet. Tampa's at nine to one. I think if there's 10 teams that have a chance to actually win the Super Bowl this year, and I'll give you the odds on all those coming up here in just a little while on Cook Your Bookie. And on Sunday Night Football, to decide which of these teams ends up in the postseason, you got the Chargers giving up three points on the road at the Raiders. Now, of course, I say the postseason, there's all kinds of stuff that can happen. I don't even want to go into the scenarios with the additional 17th game. It's more confusing than ever. The Chargers giving up three on the road at Las Vegas. I don't know. That plus 150 looks really good on the Raiders on the money line. Coming up next, I was talking about the power rankings. Where do the Chiefs finish in the final power rankings for the regular season? Do the Arizona Cardinals finish in the top 10, the team that spent the most time this year at number one? And are there any surprises for the teams that are left out? Plus, I was talking about futures. Well, we'll go back to the future coming up, and we'll talk about the MVP odds. I suppose it's not really in the future now because there's only one week left. I think you're going to be surprised, though, how heavy of a favorite Aaron Rodgers is. Basically, this thing, according to Las Vegas, is over. And same thing with the coach of the year odds. Andy Reid? Well, I'll save it for the other side. Futures for the MVP, coach of the year odds. 
and our power rankings for the final time this season right here on Cook Your Bookie. I got Julio Sanchez spinning the wheels. I'm a sports machine, Sean Levine, right here on 610 Sports Radio. to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Sports.com and all over the world on the Odyssey app with Julio Sanchez. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. So let's go back to the future before we get these power ratings. And where did the Chiefs finish up? What's our official final top 10 here on 610 Sports Radio? As far as the final MVP odds go, heading into the last week of the season, um, if you put your money on anybody but Aaron Rodgers, you're throwing your money away. So his odds as of tonight, one to four. The next best odds, Tom Brady, five to one. I did not misspeak. Aaron Rodgers right now is one to four. Tom Brady is five to one. So that Aaron Rodgers is going to win that award. But it is kind of curious the other odds for the other players. Joe Burrow at ten to one. Joe Burrow a couple of weeks ago is fifty to one. But I guess when he drove for a thousand yards over a couple of weeks and beat the Chiefs, that'll do it. Speaking of Joe Burrow. What an interesting situation here. So the Bengals are resting all their players against the Browns. I should say all their best players, all their players that they don't want to get injured because they've already wrapped up the division and they're trying to make a deep playoff run. It's crazy because, in theory, they could still be the one seed and only one team gets the one seed, and that team is going to be the probably the favorite because of that bye, not just home field advantage. Remember, of course, with the additional playoff team and the additional game, only one team gets the bye now, so it's not like two like we've gotten used to as longtime NFL fans. And the Bengals still have a chance to be that one seed, along with, of course, our Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans. Right now, if the Titans win on the road at Houston, they're going to be the one seed, and it looks like Derrick Henry is going to be back for the postseason, so that's kind of scary. The Chiefs need to win, need a little bit of help, and obviously, like I just said about the Bengals, they would need both those teams to lose, but they're six-point underdogs. The Bengals are against the Cleveland Browns team that isn't really trying to win themselves. They're going out there as a backup quarterback. I think that Cincinnati's kind of playing their odds, if you will, here on Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio and 610sports.com. And the odds are that they could probably beat Cleveland with Joe Burrow, but that the Chiefs are in all likelihood going to win or Tennessee is going to win, and then Tennessee would have been wasted their players. So I hope you understood that, but it's kind of interesting that Cincinnati's not even going to give it a shot, especially if the Chiefs were to lose, because remember the Chiefs played the, the day before on Saturday, and then it would just be Tennessee losing and Cincinnati winning to get that one seed. It's still kind of confusing, but Joe Burrow's 10-1 to and win the MVP. Patrick Mahomes is 50-1 to to win the MVP, so if he goes out there and throws for 20 touchdowns and 2,000 yards coming up on Saturday, then he could probably take on the trophy. And then the other interesting ones are one of these two guys should be the fantasy football MVP, but they're not going to win the actual award, and that's Jonathan Taylor. At 16-1, to who's having just an unbelievable year, by even by unbelievable running back NFL standards, he's the reason why Indianapolis is in position to win playoff games. And I think you have to give a little bit of credence to that, even though he's not a quarterback. And then Cooper Cup. So right now you can get Jonathan Taylor at 16-1 to be the NFL, the real MVP. My mom, the real MVP. Cooper Cup, you can get him at 20-1 to 
But either one of those guys has to be the fantasy football MVP. If you've got both those guys, if you have either one of those guys, there's a good chance that you already have won your league. All right, as far as coach of the year odds go, it's pretty much taken care of, but there are three guys that have decent odds that I guess in theory could still win it. So if you're curious, what about Andy? A lot of people think that he's done his best job this year. 75 to 1. 75 to 1 odds to take on the Coach of the Year trophy. The one that I like is Nick Sirianni. Remember, he had the crazy press conference with the Philadelphia Eagles at the beginning of the year. He's 35 to 1, but like I was saying off the top of the show, that's not the most talented football team in the world, right? So for them to get 35 to 1 odds, Frank Reich. 30 to 1 of the aforementioned Indianapolis Colts, one of the best beards in the league. Bill Belichick at 16 to 1. Just a couple of weeks ago, he was even money. So the Patriots' recent slide has him sliding in coach of the year odds. Then the three favorites to actually take home the trophy Mike Rabel at 4 to 1, Matt LeFleur at 2 to 1, and then Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, at 1 to 1. So it looks like the Zach Taylor probably is going to win that award if he's 1 to 1. Cincinnati's not even really trying to win this game, so he's probably going to end up with it. Matt, Matt LaFleur's done a great job this year. I, I really think the difference between Aaron Rodgers being good and Aaron Rodgers being great the last couple of years, it's proven that it was the head coach, the difference between Mike McCarthy and uh, Matt LaFleur. However, why is he 2-1? to one? Why, did, why is he 2-1 to one and why is Andy Reid 75-1? to one? Wasn't Matt LaFleur's team really good last year? Weren't they picked to win the NFC this year by a lot of publications? Weren't the Chiefs really good last year? Weren't they picked to win the AFC? Well, that's probably going to happen. Those are both the favorites to come out of each one of their respective conferences. But why is one of the coaches, Matt LeFleur, 2-1, and Andy Reid, 75-1? I digress. And Mike Rabel, that's a, I mean, what, you want to talk about a great job. I think that he's the guy that should actually win the award. Nothing against Zach Taylor, but his team's loaded with talent, absolutely loaded with talent, really on both sides of the ball. Same thing with Matt LeFleur's team, the Green Bay Packers. As far as Tennessee goes, and it seemed like when, when Derrick Henry went down, that team was going to go down. They still have a chance. They're still the favorite right now in the clubhouse to be the number one overall seed. So I'd give it to Mike Brable at 4-1. to one. All right, time for our final power rankings here. It's Cook Your Bookie, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and being heard all over the world on the Odyssey app with Julio Sanchez on the sports machine. Here we go. Number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. Finish the season, well, I should say with one week left, with a record of 11-5. and five. I like the Cowboys fans actually think that this Cowboys team has a chance to win the Super Bowl and nobody else in the world does. To me, that's funny. Number nine, the Buffalo Bills. That's a team, actually, that's had a very rough regular season. It feels like they've got a good chance to put it together in the postseason because now they've got the experience. They don't really care about bad weather, which oftentimes comes up this time of year. They play in Buffalo. And they've got Josh Allen. So, yeah, they're going to finish probably number nine in my final power rankings here of the regular season. All that being said, that to me is a very dangerous football team. At number eight, the New England Patriots with a record of 10-6. and six. I did not think New England was going to be any better than 500 heading into this year. The fact that they're actually kind of dangerous, to me, says that Bill Belichick's done a great job. And let's give some credit. To Mac Jones, who? Mac Jones, 218-330-8004. Number seven, the Arizona Cardinals, the team that spent the most time at number one on this particular list. Of course, they got off to a great start. What were they, 7-0, 8-0? And all of a sudden, they've come on hard times. Cardinals, 11-5 overall. At number six, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're the opposite of the Arizona Cardinals. They kind of limped around for a little while, and then all of a sudden, those cats got hot. 
pun intended, 10 and 6, the Cincinnati Bengals, probably going to finish the season 10 and 7, like I keep talking about, because they're resting their players. Either all, winning that division with Baltimore, with Cleveland, with Pittsburgh, three teams that I think everybody probably predicted would have won it over Cincinnati. Job well done out there. Here's the final five here on our power rankings. Number five, the Tennessee Titans. I get it. They beat the Chiefs. They still got a chance to be the one seed, and Derrick Henry's coming back. Prove me wrong. Call, as Mark as Mark Jackson once said about the greatest shooting backcourt in the history of the NBA, when he said it was Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, a reporter said the greatest in the history of the NBA coach, and he goes, call my bluff. And he was right. Call my bluff. I don't think Tennessee's any better than number five, and that's no disrespect because I think these four teams are better. Number four, the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are definitely a team that could win the Super Bowl. The Rams are definitely a team that could lose and lose in ugly fashion in the first round of the playoffs. They're that type of team. I think the Rams are a team that has an incredibly high ceiling and also not that high of a basement. And number three, not that any basements are either always on the bottom four now that I think about it. Number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 12-4. and four. Look, at the beginning of the year, they were supposed to go 12-4. and four. Now they're 12-4. and four. Tom Brady still doesn't look like he's too old, although at some point I think the playoffs are going to come around and we're going to go, okay, this is it for the greatest of all time. I just don't think that time is now. Tampa Bay finishes in our final power ranking at number three. Number two, number two, the Kansas City Chiefs, 11-5. and five. They've been on a hell of a run recently. Yeah, that Cincinnati game sucked, but I choose to believe in the sample size that we've seen over the last two months than we saw a handful of days ago, they were still competitive. The offense, we know, when they want to be good, they can. And, of course, as long as they're healthy heading into the playoffs, they're a team that, for good reason, is the odds-on favorite to come out of the AFC and go back to their third straight Super Bowl. And then, number one, the Green Bay Packers. Let's give credit where credit is due. They are 13-3. One of those three losses came without Aaron Rodgers. is going to win the MVP, of course, that game was at Arrowhead Stadium with a buddy love, Jordan Love. And Green Bay at this point is the number one seed in the NFC. Our final power rankings here on 610 Sports Radio, the Dallas Cowboys at number 10, Buffalo at number 9, New England coming in at number 8, the Arizona Cardinals, the Bird Gang at number 7, number 6, the Cincinnati Bengals, number 5, the Tennessee Titans, 4, the Los Angeles Rams, number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number two, the Kansas City Chiefs, and number one, the Green Bay Packers. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, coming up next, the Chiefs are an 11.5-point favorite on the road at the Broncos. Does that sound a little bit too big to you? And why is the over-under only 45? We discuss those topics and the official Super Bowl odds for all teams heading into the final week of the regular season with Julio Sanchez spinning the wheels, sports machine on the mic until 9 o'clock right here. It is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. sports.com and all of the world on the Odyssey app. I got Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, taking you up 
until 9 o'clock. Of course, at the end of the show, we will get you Levine's locks, the Kansas City Chiefs on the road for their final game of the season, taking on the Denver Broncos, the Chiefs in 11.5-point favorite, of course. Denver just trying to figure out what the heck's going on with their quarterback situation. I saw some people earlier saying, well, if Drew Locke is going to be out there for the take, he'd be one of the better backups in the league. Would you be interested in having him here in Kansas City? I'm not anti-Drew Locke because he went to MU. I'm pro-Drew Locke because he's from Kansas City. I'm anti-Drew Locke because he's not that good of a quarterback. So my answer would be no. It just doesn't feel worth it. Plus, we all know that the Chiefs, if they end up in that situation where they've got their backup quarterback going for any sort of a long period of time, they're pretty much screwed. Anyway, in this game, the Chiefs go in as an 11.5-point favorite. It's interesting because I think if this game was played on Sunday, and if it was played on Sunday, let's say, afternoon after the Titans game, then the line would be completely different because then at that point, the Chiefs would know their fate. If Tennessee goes out there and beats Houston, then the Chiefs have a game later on that afternoon, then essentially the Chiefs could give themselves a self-imposed buy. But the NFL would not have that way with their scheduling. And as it turns out, the Chiefs and the Broncos game is coming up on Saturday. So that just kind of throws an extra wrinkle into things where the Chiefs are essentially forced to play their players because they're putting themselves in the situation to be the number one overall seed. And I do believe that the number one overall seed is as important as it's ever been for a couple of reasons. One, Obviously, you get the home field advantage. Two, you're the one team that gets the bye, so you don't risk losing that first round. And three, with all the COVID crap going on right now, you don't want to travel, right? Like it's, And I'm not saying that you can't get it at home in your own backyard, in your own basement. We know at this point how it works. All I'm saying is that you don't necessarily want to be in an airplane with a bunch of people or in any sort of enclosed environment any longer than you have to, which obviously travel wouldn't do. So if you can get that number one seed and just – not take that additional risk. It feels like it would be huge for a team like the Chiefs or for any team. So obviously the Chiefs are going to go out there do everything they can. It feels like this is one where the Chiefs absolutely run away with it. We know how good they are in division. We know how good they are when they essentially have their backs against the wall, which is not the situation, but they need to win this game for any chance to be the number one overall. See, the over-under in this game is 45. I haven't checked the weather. Shame on me. I probably should. If it's in the mountains and if it's in January, there's a good chance it's going to be played in the snow, in the wind, it's not going to be pretty out there. So I do think that the Chiefs offense, we've seen more recently over the last month, that offense that we expected to see at the beginning of the year where they're putting up 30 like it's easy, where they're putting up 40 spots. The difference between the offense that we've seen the last couple of years and the offense this year is just consistency because at times you watch this Chiefs offense and you kind of sit back and your lazy boy and go, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's the one that I expected to see. That's the one that I know and love. And then at other times, you just kind of shake your hand at the screen like an angry old man with dentures, and you throw your remote at your television because the offense just doesn't click, or Patrick Mahomes at times has still made a couple of boneheaded decisions. So I do think that this offense potentially, not this week against Denver, but talking long-term during the playoff run, could be that offense that puts up 40 a game. But I understand that there's a little bit of trepidation, a little bit of concern for you that, yeah, we know they can do that when they're clicking, but for whatever reason, they don't do it as consistently as they have the last couple of years. But I would still tell you this, and I know that the Bengals game, the defense struggled a little bit. This defense is really good. 
I'm not saying they're the best. I'm not saying they're great, but the defense is really good, and you could argue it's the best of the Patrick Mahomes era and probably the only one that can go out there and actually win you a playoff game if Patrick and the offense isn't clicking. I don't know if the offense is going to be clicking in the weather in the mountains. I'm not going to touch that over or under at 45, but I feel pretty comfortable giving up 11.5 in that game against the Denver Broncos. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll get you Levine's locks, and we'll wrap things up here on 610 Sports Radio. As far as your, as far as your final Super Bowl odds go, I'm counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. To me, there's 11 teams that we need to have a conversation about when it comes to winning the Super Bowl. Now, we don't want to spend too much time on a couple of these teams because, in theory, I think that they could probably win a playoff game, maybe two would end up in a championship game, but I would be very surprised, ultimately, if the aforementioned teams end up winning the Super Bowl. That's the Arizona Cardinals coming in at 20-1 to 1 odds. Look, there's no reason that Arizona can't win the Super Bowl. Kyler Murray's a great quarterback. They've got weapons on both sides of the ball. Everybody tells me how great of a coach Cliff Kingsbury is, and at one point this team was the favorite in Las Vegas two months ago. Well, all of a sudden, they're at 20-1, to 1, and everything that I just said a couple of minutes ago, I truly believe. If I said it, then damn it, I meant it. I don't think that this team can win the Super Bowl. I think they can win a game or two in the playoffs, maybe even a road game. But I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. And I'll say the same thing about the Dallas Cowboys. To me, Dallas has shown their true colors. And their true colors are still coached by Mike McCarthy. Is anybody going to take them in a one-game scenario against the Rams or against Green Bay or against Tampa Bay? I'm not that guy. Dallas right now, their odds are too good. And when I say too good, this should be a more of a long shot. 12-1, to 1, Dallas should be 50-1. to 1. I would be borderline shocked if that team ends up winning the Super Bowl. Indianapolis is one of those teams coming in at 20-1. to 1. Their running game is so good, their offensive line is so good, and at times their defense is so good that they're scary. Like, if you're talking about a team that the Chiefs maybe would have matchup problems with that, that they haven't actually faced this year, because the Chiefs have faced a lot of these teams that they potentially could play in the playoffs, the Buffaloes of the world, the, the, the Ravens that they end up getting. Like, those types of teams, obviously, uh, the Tennessee Titans, they saw them on their schedule earlier this year. Dallas Cowboys in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers in the NFC, Cincinnati, all these different teams the Chiefs have already played. In the case of Indy, haven't seen them in a hot minute. Indianapolis at 20-1 to to win the Super Bowl. New England coming in at 14-1. to uh, Again, kudos to Bill Belichick because I thought this was a 500 football team at best. Well, I guess to go 500 this day and age, you have to have the tie, 8-8-1. Eight, eight, I thought they were going to be 8-9 at best. And here they are. I think they're a team that has surprised a lot of people in New England with a chance to finish this season at a and it's 12 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Speaking of 12 to 1 odds to take home the Lombardi, the Tennessee Titans. Chiefs fans, do you actually think that Tennessee, if they have home field advantage, would be favored in an AFC championship game against the Chiefs? Because I think that we're kidding ourselves. The answer is this. If both teams get there, even though Tennessee housed them earlier this year, even if the game is played in Smashville, um, Nashville, I think the Chiefs would still go in as a three-and-a-half, five-point favorite. Even with a healthy Derrick Henry, the odds right now, according to Las Vegas, for the Tennessee Titans to win the Super Bowl are 12-1. to 1. Tampa Bay, 
coming in at nine to one to win the Super Bowl. They were the favorite at the beginning of the year, along with the Kansas City Chiefs. Tampa's been sliding the last couple of weeks, but again, once the playoffs roll around, it feels like Tampa is going to be dangerous. They've got the experience. They've got the goat. Now they've got a coach that's won the Super Bowl as well. Although they've also got some. Um, mm-hmm. Issues. The Antonio Brown saga continues where he was officially cut earlier today by the team, and it's probably the end of him that we see in the NFL. That's just been a weird saga the way that's played out. I don't even really know how else to describe it, where it's almost like one side of it is talking about mental health issues. The other side of it is just saying that he's just a pissed-off employee, which sometimes we all are, right? So, But you can't do that. Right, you can't do that. You can't act that way. It's probably it for Antonio Brown in the NFL. I've made that statement on this radio station five previous times, just for the record. Um, as the odds continue, the Bengals come in at 18-1. to 1. I'm not quite sure why they've got such long shot odds. They've already won the division, which means they're going to have at least a playoff game. They've got Joe Burrow, who's as hot as anybody. They're going to rest him this week, which means even if they don't end up with that one seed and bye, they're already going to give him a pseudo-bye where he's going to have time off his legs and rest the arm for a week. So I don't know why they're 18-1. to 1. I think that Cincinnati Bengals team, yeah, we haven't seen them in a while, but to me that's a very dangerous, dangerous football team. That might be fun to put a couple of bucks on the Bengals. And then the teams that have single-digit odds to win is the four most likely teams to win the Super Bowl, according to Las Vegas. The Los Angeles Rams coming in at 8-1. to 1. That's a team that if I'm a fan of them, I'm behind them because this is probably it, right? Like, you want to talk about a team that's gone all in this year with all the different moves they've made with the Von Miller moves and some of the other trades, getting Matthew Stafford in, trading away draft picks for the next handful of years. I don't think they have a first-round draft pick for the next three. This is it for that team. So, yeah, better be all in, especially the Super Bowl being played in their own backyard. That's interesting because if it actually came to fruition, it would be back-to-back seasons where we went literally forever in the history of the game where a team that won the Super Bowl never hosted it, and now potentially the Rams have a chance to make it back-to-back years after Tampa did it a season ago. The Buffalo Bills have 7-1 to odds to win the Super Bowl. It's funny because Buffalo started the season at 7-1. to I looked back at my notes. They were 7-1 to at the beginning of the year, 7-1 to now, but they haven't played well. They haven't been convincing. They haven't been good. They haven't, they haven't been close to great. They've got a lot of flaws, and all of a sudden, the public believes once again in the Buffalo Bills, and so do I at 7-1. to Kansas City, 6-1 to one odds, same odds as they were at the beginning of the year. No big surprise there. They were 5.5-1 to one before losing to the Cincinnati Bengals, so the public is back on the Chiefs in favor to come out of the AFC. And then, of course, Green Bay, the team with the best record, the team with the number one seed, the team with likely the MVP. Matt LaFleur could still win Coach of the Year with the best odds to win the Super Bowl, according to the desert. At 3-1. Speaking of the best odds, it's our final break of the show. And on the other side, I'll get you Levine's locks, and we'll take a peek back at all the other lines coming up on this final NFL Saturday and Sunday. You got Cook Your Bookie, Julio Sanchez, and Sports Machine Sean Levine here, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine, Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all of the world being heard on the Odyssey app with Julio Sanchez. 
I'm merely the sports machine, Sean Levine. We'll get you Levine's locks here coming up in just a second. Well, let's recap what we've covered tonight. The coach of the year, uh, Zach Taylor, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Your odds on favor to take on that hardware. One-to-one odds heading into the final week of the season, the final week that the Bengals are resting Joe Burrow. Matt LaFleur has two-to-one odds to win at Mike Brable. Four to one, Bill Belichick at sixteen to one. As far as Aaron Rodgers, we can talk about it for a second, just a second, because it's over when it comes to the MVP. He's got one to four odds. Tom Brady at five to one. It is kind of interesting. Joe Burrow's worked his way all the way up to ten to one odds. Patrick Mahomes had heading into the final week to win the MVP. Not going to happen. Fifty to one odds. As far as your Super Bowl odds go, heading into the final week of the season, the top five favorites. Tampa Bay comes in at nine to one. The Rams at eight to one, Buffalo at seven to one, the Chiefs at six to one, and the Green Bay Packers twice as likely to win the Super Bowl than the Kansas City Chiefs. That, according to Las Vegas, I disagree wholeheartedly. Green Bay coming in at three to one odds to win the Super Bowl. Our final power rankings: we had Dallas at number ten, Buffalo at number nine, New England at number eight, Arizona at number seven, the Bengals coming in at number six. Our final five. The Tennessee Titans, the Los Angeles Rams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Kansas City Chiefs, and got to give it to them, the Green Bay Packers finishing the season, at least right now, with a record of 13-3. and As far as the final Levine's locks of the year go, here we go. Las Vegas Raiders getting three points at home versus the Chargers. Play the money line. Both these teams are basically the same, both fighting for their lives. And at this point, I'll take the team... It's not only at home, but it's getting points, and that's the Raiders. Give me the plus 160 now as I look at it on the money line. Same thing with the Cincinnati Bengals at Cleveland. You can get Cincinnati a plus 210. Yeah, it's a battle of the backup quarterbacks, but Cincinnati could still be the number one overall seed if everything was to work out right for them. So they technically still have something to play for. I'll play them on the money line as well. Philadelphia getting five points at home. Rinse and repeat everything that I just said. If I can get a home dog against the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia and Dallas, to me at this point, are basically the same football team. I know that Dallas has a much costier record, but that was much earlier on in the year. Give me Philly on the money line in that one. The Rams are at home, only giving up four and a half against San Francisco. If we agree that home team gets three points, the game's being played in Los Angeles. Is Los Angeles only one and a half points better? The Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers? I don't think so. They're a touchdown better. Touchdown and a half. I think they roll them. And then in the national championship game, getting out of the NFL for just a second coming up on Monday night, you got Alabama as what? An underdog? Like you say, and play the money line. Play Alabama, the Crimson Tide, roll tie. You get them at plus 125. Play them at plus 125. Alabama's an underdog. You hardly ever see that. That's it for Cook Your Bookie this week. Let's make some money. He's coming up on Saturday as an 11-and-a-half-point favorite at Denver, over-under sitting at 45 points. For Julio Sanchez, I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. We'll talk to you next week. Cook your bookie right here on 610 Sports Radio. Take care. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.